Um, pair of socks that they, they were sold. There was a limited edition. They came in a uh, wooden presentation box, and were um, a knee-length pair was eight hundred pound, I think. Um, these were made out of vicuna hair, which you know is an animal in the llama alpaca family, I think. And in South America, they, they celebrate the season for these animals by having a little festival. They groom them, massage. It was kind of like Wagyu beef, but you don't eat it. They just kind of brush the hair off. They don't even shear these things. find fascinating are the characteristics behind many different brands. Some of them are outgoing and energetic, some of them are a little bit more laid back. So in this podcast, we look to explore all the different characteristics, not only of the brand itself, its roots, its origins, but the people behind the brand. And is there a bit of a relationship between the characters of the people and the characters of the brand? Good afternoon and welcome to Legends of the Brand. And today, uh, Phil here, uh, we are speaking with Adam Renshaw from Falky. Welcome, 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 welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. No worries, no worries. So I think we need to kind of almost clear this up almost right off the bat. Um, How do you pronounce the name of the company? I'm Falky. Okay, so you're happy with Falky. I'm not going to tell anyone. You're not what? (laughs) I won't tell anyone off, but it's Falky. Okay, it's not it's not like Falk with the, like the silent silent e or anything like that. It's just Falky. Cool. It always sounds better like when you use the owner's name, like Franz Peter Falke. Oh, that's good. Actually, sounds German. So, is it a German company? I mean, uh, where was it? I mean, I'm guessing it, it is, and that's its roots. But wh- whereabouts did it start? When when was said Fra- Franz Peter? Did you say? It's Franz Peter Falke and Paul Falke are the current owners, but it was founded in 1895. Oh, really? Didn't know that. In remote wilderness of Germany, Schmallenberg, which is, yeah, no one will know where it is. You may have heard of like Schmallenberg, a cow disease or something. <laughs> is that a thing? I believe it was once upon a time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. Um, but so. So okay, let, let's go back to the beginning. So uh, Falky is known as a as a as a fashion brand, as a fabric brand. Tell us about it. What, what is it, and why haven't people heard about it? Primarily a fashion mm-hmm. company. It was started by a kind of well, he's a roofer at the time, the original Falker, and working in the winter months, wanted some warm gear. So he founded a knitting mill, and it grew and grew and grew, and you know through two world wars and to now. 125 years mm-hmm. later, it's making fashion clothing, socks, legwear for ladies, children's socks. You know, there's pretty much something from uh, babies' first socks all the way through to adults doing sports. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit of everything um, yeah, all over. I think the only thing they don't make is everyday underwear, like boxes okay. and hello. Stop. Um, so, uh, but you make like outdoor clothing as, as well as base layers and all that sort of stuff. But what were its roots in socks? Is that is that its is that its main roots? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like thermal socks, warm socks, um, and yeah, and like I say, it just grew and grew from there. As I understand and read the history, you know, when you go on the company mm-hmm. website and learn, because that's what you do for interviews. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i mean it, th- this is a slight change of, of plan for some of the previous podcasts which we've done we've, we've talked more about 
ski hardware brands. But I think it's really exciting chatting to you. Uh, I mean, I've known you for a good number of years as well, which is fantastic. But trying to take a look slightly outside the remit of pure hardware. And we all know, uh, well, maybe we, we don't, but uh, socks are and base layers and that that layer next to your skin is such an important uh you know part of the part of the uh the overall comfort of of skiing and everything like that so that's why i think we went down this, this tangent a little bit and kind of go off on this so um so the roots of falke started in smellenberg smellenberg Schmel yeah it's the it's the uh okay fine um <laughs> but what what so like a dumb and dumb thing smelly 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 smellenberg <laughs> <laughs> this is an IOU. I'd hold on to this one, yeah. Um, but, <laughs> that's such a good show. Uh, but uh, so that's that's the brand uh, in a bit of a nutshell. But tell us a bit about you first of all. So, Mr. Renshaw, uh, you know, you 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 know looked after the stars. You look after all sorts of people in their underwear. Um, tell us a bit about yourself. Um, well, I I like that you say I look after people in underwear. It makes it sound like a very sexy. You know, amazing job that everyone wants, um, which is probably very different. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, looking after um, everything with Falky, it's been skiing, running, hiking, biking, golf, tennis, health stuff, and then to team sports, working with professional football mm -hmm. clubs, skiers, um, hockey players, boxers, cricketers. So kind of wide-ranging across everything mm -hmm. um you know and i've been in sport for 20 or so years from being an outdoor instructor sports um courses at college mm -hmm. uh, wholesale and retail it's a bit of everything really and uh, when you're doing sports what kind of sports were you doing i mean yeah i i know that you're a bit of a football fan um uh, english football not american football but uh what sort of uh, is that that's still the truth isn't it it's, it is yeah. the truth. I'm definitely a fan now rather than player. Mm -hmm. uh, as you know, from when I destroyed my ACL, that kind of put an end to any aspirations of football, you know, at the age of 37. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 had your, you had your bag packed and ready to go, just waiting for the, for the call-up uh, for Tottenham, isn't it? Uh, you wanted to play for them, wasn't it? It is. That's my team. Yeah. You know, good I, I... time to talk about them being top of the league for anyone out there you know which is good to hear for any arsenal fans just <laughs> as a reference i would say i'm not going to go down, down that uh, rabbit hole there but it did make me smile do you remember about oh goodness gracious me i think it must have been maybe a year ago about this time and there was something on the tv uh there was a a picture and i, I can't remember whether sky news or bbc and they had a picture of of fans of, of tottenham hotspurs and you know it just kind of flashed up on the screen i was like that looks like Adam. And I took a photograph of the screen and sent it to you. And said, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's me. Didn't you say it was like some promotional shot uh, from years ago or something like that? Or... <laughs> yeah, I think it was uh, from Bad Boys, um, the London version. It's actually just <laughs> me and a few guys walking up to Wembley Stadium for one of the Champions League games. Oh, wow. And uh, so in, in, in your capacity now of dealing in the, in the world of socks, do you ever have the chance to deal with, with uh, that level of athlete? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, currently working on a, a deal with a company that's related to a Spurs player, which will have to remain silent at the moment. Mm -hmm. But you know, outside of that, with a few other guys in the industry, I've worked with some of the players at Man City, West Ham, Everton, Watford, 
And on occasion, you know, you go to the training ground and experience a bit of a sort of snapshot in the life of a football player. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, slightly um, more overweight and less fit. But nonetheless, you know, I can look at the treadmill and the bike that they use. <laughs> and you can hand them socks. So um, <laughs> when it comes to, I mean, do you talk us through the value of technical socks? Well, in everything we do from everyday life, every sport, anything, you know, we're always on our feet. And I think, as mm-hmm. I've probably said to you before, is there was kind of this epiphany moment where I was driving down the M1 one day following a Dreams bed van. Uh, again, another glamorous snapshot into my life. But um, on the back of this van, it said, you spend a third of your life, no, two thirds of your life in bed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see him there as a salesperson, you think, oh, that's interesting. And then later on, it, it strikes you, I could use that. Because we actually then spend that third of our life active, on our feet, doing things, working. So we need to look after our feet. We all spend money on shoes, you know, look after the feet because they are the things that get us from A to B. Yeah. There's little things. It's getting you from the bed to the front door to the kitchen, whatever it might be. But if you start adding socks in for each individual thing, it's about the intensity of the activity, um, the duration of the activity. So really, you know, what do you require for that activity? And they look after you by keeping your feet dry, stopping abrasion, no blisters, so you can really make or break your day by having good pairs of socks. And, I mean, we, we had the conversation beforehand about the, I think sometimes we all forget uh, how much we as humans, even in day-to-day life, we perspire. <laughs> and it's, 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 it's incredible when you turn and you think that your feet, was it, feet have more, uh, with more sweat glands than, than your arms, or your, your underarms. And there's some... in a pair. Really? I didn't realize it yeah. was that much. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, but there, there's some statistics out there in terms of how much liquid uh, in, a, in, a, in a day you'll, you'll sweat through your feet, isn't there? On an average day, half a pint. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's like a work day. Yeah. You know, and we've all experienced if you don't wear socks with a pair of shoes you know you think you look cool in your boat shoes in the summer no socks and you're cool until the end of the day when you've got to take them off yeah and that smell happens oh, it's, yeah it's, it's a bit manky isn't it um and uh, you, you know you turn around you think about it when it comes to like um ski ski boots for example and you know one of the things we, uh you as a person who goes out and goes skiing or even goes to the gym uh, once in a while <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got i've got the card <laughs> i had a membership once <laughs> i've got a friend who's got a membership um because apparently this, if you go and you tap it and you, you log in and then you go out and you go and get a coffee that's the same as going to the gym anyway it's uh, <laughs> at least i've tapped in um but the uh you know if you go and you have a workout for 20 minutes you go for a 20 minute run or an hour's workout you wouldn't wear the same pair of gym socks two days in a row, and you've only worn them for, say, 20 minutes to an hour. So why on earth would you wear two days' worth of regular socks? And, or if you're doing something like skiing, why would you wear the same pair of socks for two days in a row? Um, I, I think it's absolutely disgusting, let alone a whole week, which is, 
Uh, so, I mean, obviously you got some great technologies because um, they're 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 not cotton socks, are they? Far from cotton socks. So many different fabrics go into different socks, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, for duration. As an example, golf. A golfer might be walking around a golf course for six, eight hours sometimes. So it's a slow burn activity, but what they are doing is transferring pressure through their feet as they swing and walk. Mm-hmm. So you need cushioning and that type of thing, but it's a slow transmission of moisture. So a different yarn is used for that to allow for it. Whereas if you run, which is a high intensity activity, you're going to produce sweat a lot quicker and it needs moving away from the skin faster. Mm-hmm. And again, you need cushioning because you're amplifying the pressure by adding the speed to your stride as well. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I guess when you have something like skiing, you have to have a combination of the two, some padding and some more. I mean, how does that, because I mean, the, I guess the, the main, I'll say the main thinking, but there's probably a school of thought, isn't there, that um, to keep warmer, just have a thicker sock. In theory, yeah. You know, in clothing, you could go thicker and trap more air in more mm-hmm. aisle of clothing. But mm-hmm. in terms of a sock, how much volume do you have in a shoe? So, we, you know, you have to think, how can we make it warm? And as a lot of people know, merino wool, wool in general, traps heat in it when it's wet. So it's mm-hmm. taking up less room, but it's still keeping hot air in there, keeping you warm. And if you then knit a structure that traps air in holes in between, then you're you know, adding more warmth to it again. So ne- not necessarily all the time is thicker, better. Okay. And does that, does that work the same for things like base layers? Yeah, because again, you know, if you go too bulky, you can limit movement and all sorts of things. So it's, again, it's creating ways to trap heat, um, you know, and make it work for you without limiting the body's movement, as well as keeping you comfortable, warm and dry. Mm, fair enough. And I think that, um, so uh, the, obviously without going too deep in the technical side of things, but I mean, um, you know, you, you have a put on like a, a, I would say a sports sock or a tube sock or something along those lines. I guess Falke have uh, kind of mastered the art of like, was it a um, seamless toe and everything like that. But um, could you talk us through some of the ethos of how and why they make the socks the way they do? Yeah. Falke were the first brand in the world to patent asymmetric left and right toe boxes and left and right underfoot. For the simple reason, you know, you look at a pair of feet, you can look down anybody, you know, in the morning and your feet are not, round they're not the same shape and if you you know we stood next to each other barefoot my feet don't look like yours especially you know when we've all had a life and we've battered our feet around in ski boots football boots and have various breakages injuries and things that contribute to it so if you have a left and right kind of shape that fits most or all feet and will mold to it then there's less fabric available for blistering and movement to create problems because Falca's aim ultimately is to provide a sock that is going to fit perfectly to your foot, whoever you are and whatever shape your feet are. So you don't have to think about it and then you can get on with your activity without worrying because in theory, you should never feel a good sock. You should never feel good clothing. You should just mm-hmm. be able to get on with what you're doing. You know, if you sit there now, can you feel, you know, everything you're wearing, it should just be sitting there comfortably. <laughs> uh no actually i i'm I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, uh, I'm yeah i'm trying to think of all the things i am uh, <laughs> yeah no no you're right actually i can't i'm not really 
thinking about what I'm wearing, <laughs> if that makes sense. But, but yeah, no, you're true. You know, we all spend the time to try things on. We research it and we look at things and we try and understand why we buy it. And that's why you, know, you pay a little bit more for something because you maybe tried the cheaper one on and went, it doesn't quite feel the same. So I'll try this one on. Oh, that feels lots better. That sits right. So you buy that one. And it's because it feels better. You can't feel it so much because if you were walking around all the time and just worrying about, oh, man, my jacket's slipping, my jumper's riding up, it doesn't sit well under my arms, it's giving me a bit of a chafe, well, it's not a good piece of clothing for you. Yeah. I, I, do you find sometimes that uh, when you take a look at a piece of technical clothing, and I'm going to keep it kind of to, to base layers and socks, is kind of that's that's our main main theme right now, but... There is a bit of, I'll use the word sticker shock. When somebody sees, you know, they can get a, a pack of, you know, pack of five socks from, you know, an online retailer for, you know, for, for three pounds for five pairs versus one pair for, say, 20, 20 pounds or 18 pounds or, or more. Um, when you've spent time with customers and when you're explaining that, how do you get across the value to them of making that investment aside from, you know, uh, kind of what we've talked about. How do you, how do you explain that to a customer? I think there's a few things is, you know, quite often I use the um, term, like I'll say to somebody, when you wake up every day and go to work, do you put on a fresh pair of socks? Mm -hmm. Most people will say yes. So then why, if you go skiing or do another activity, would you think to wear the same pair two days running when you're becoming more active, creating more sweat. And all of a sudden there's the epiphany of, wow. You... And they kind of just think a little bit more and go, mm -hmm. he thinks I'm dirty. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think perhaps that's what happens. But... <laughs> you know, so it's a little bit like just making people or guiding them to a realization that is not that it's dirty. It's, Quite often we don't think about things. We take things for granted. And mm -hmm. it's a pair of socks is a pair of socks, you know. Um, I sell socks and I have done for a long period of time. By no means the socks are sexy or seen as sexy. They're quite often invisible, hidden, unless you're one of those cool folks in London that turns your jeans up that high, you see a lot of stock. Um, it's, yeah, it's something that's there. It just serves a purpose for most people to, it's almost like a convention. You put your socks on in the morning. No other thought goes into it. <laughs> so we said convention. I was thinking of like a like a like a get together. It's like a sock convention. I was like, and then realized what you meant in terms of convention, in terms of it's <laughs> something that you do. <laughs> I was like a sock convention. That that I don't. I bet you've probably been to a sock convention at some point. Um, so it, I know beforehand we were chatting about this, and I and I asked you, you know, so what are the things that get you excited about it? And you just basically said you you love socks, which is it's good because you obviously you you work in this industry. Um, but um, some of the, the uh, more exotic uh, products that you deal with, what is the um, most extravagant um, product that you work with? Um, probably not that I work with, but Falca once made a um, pair of socks that you, they were sold. There was a limited edition. They came in a uh, wooden presentation box and were... Um, a knee-length pair was £800, I think. Um, these were made out of vicuna hair, which you know is an animal in the llama alpaca family, I think. And in South America, they, they celebrate the season for these 
animals by having a little festival. They groom the massage. It was kind of like Wagyu beef, but you don't eat it. They just kind of brush the hair off. They don't even shear these things. Um, so this translated into a single color pair in a wooden presentation box. I think they were sold at Harrods and sold out, you know, within a matter of days, if not weeks. Wow. Uh, did you get a pair for your other half? I, I couldn't even get like a toe seam. <laughs> um, but they have, um, you, you still have some high-end versions of not necessarily uh, uh, Vicuna, but you have, um, is it um, is it cashmere? We have cashmere ski socks, um, yeah. you know, for the luxury out there. It makes a great Christmas gift, you know, for mm -hmm. people this time of year. Um, and it is simply that. It's a luxury version. It's a softer, yeah, more comfy, luxurious version. I've actually tried those. Um they are very comfy, very warm. And even though they're warm, do they still have the same wicking uh, ability that, uh, say, uh, a less warm sock would have? I found them to still work the same, to oh, be really? honest. You know, uh, cashmere is still uh, a natural fibre, still does a similar job to wool. It just has a softer touch to the skin. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the uh, the socks that I you know I remember trying on, I skied on for for quite a while. Was one of my favorites was the uh, the Energizer, which is obviously a compression sock. Now, that's obviously slightly different. Um, I was wondering if you could perhaps speak to the fact of uh, how you you um, the benefits of compression and how it uh, you, you size it slightly differently, don't you? Yeah, compression for Falkers um, came about years ago, but it's picked up more. Finazo compressions became a massive topic in sports and it adds so much benefit to most skiers. Like I say, you love it. I've worn it so many times. So many other people I know wear them as a choice sock. Um, and picking up on one of your points earlier is they're actually the thinnest sock in our range, but most people say they're the warmest. So this is down to a combination of factors. You've got um, the compression holding the muscles in place, um, creating better blood flow, which reduces fatigue, and it makes the muscles work better, which in turn keeps them warm. So that it's all of these things that start helping keeping the, the body mobile, keeping it warm and functional. You know, at the end of the day, our calves, our feet are the extremities. So we need to keep them looked after. And especially when we're skiing in minus temperatures and so on, it's even more important. So again, to have a really thin sock, but add the compression, keeping you warm, seems to most people pretty crazy, but that's the reality of it because we're playing on the physiology. Mm. Yeah. it's um, I, and You mentioned uh, about having a very thin sock. Now, do you have any um, suggestions or, or um, tips with regards to how thick a sock should be with regards to footwear and specifically ski boots? and how people might want to phase having um, socks over the, uh, over the case of their holiday, over the, over the course of their holiday? I think in an ideal world, um, you know, if you were going on holiday five days, you would have five pairs of socks. But, mm -hmm. you know, living in the real world, we're not all going to spend that amount of money. But washing them was, is going to help in that scenario. But, you know, you've got to really think what, level of skier what are my boots what are my shoes you know for this activity have they been fitted have i just bought them what kind of volumes in there have i got a footbed in there and 
all of those things are going to then get you to a point where you can consider what sock I need. You know, in skiing, mm-hmm. Falcon make a ski sock range that ranges from a SK1 for a beginner, which is slightly chunkier, um, initially designed for kind of rental boots that have had many pairs of feet in them, so are misshapen and need a bit of volume taken up by the sock. Um, and they go through SK2, 4, 5, 6, 7, to really thin, where you may have, you know, at the SK7 end of the scale, a race boot fitted, which has got space for a pair of tights kind of thickness. Really? Wow. <laughs> um, the, uh, so it's, it's, you know, I know um, from a recreational standpoint, sometimes, you know, obviously I'm fortunate enough to, you to know a guy in the sock business, so I have uh, one or two pairs. So you want some tights um, so, again, yeah. Phil, is that it? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. You know, <laughs> but I mean, I, I hold my hand up and say, I'll, I'll, when I go skiing, I'll take you know, for every day I go skiing, I take a pair of socks, and I always take a few extras as well. And I take different thicknesses depending on um, sometimes on altitude, and also depending on how my foot beds into the boot. So sometimes what I might start off with, like at the beginning of the season, when I have a perhaps a tighter boot, I might have a thinner sock on, especially the first couple of days, because I don't want to have too thick of a, a too thick of a sock on because it adds the pressure onto my feet. And then as the week goes on, and perhaps as my foot kind of gets a bit more relaxed and it kind of, you know, shapes and everything like that. And then I might have a slightly thicker sock, uh, not like an, I don't go from an SK7 to an SK1, but I might have a few different um, uh, uh, variations to, to allow for a little bit more, uh, uh, movement or, as as my foot and my feet change within, and then then usually can settle in with a an SK two or perhaps even an SK four for the uh, for the duration. But um, I wonder whether or not that uh, as we're talking about socks, and you had mentioned about cleaning them, do you have any suggestions in terms of how to best care for some of those products? Best care, um, treat them like a base layer, wash them, you know, in a pure soap, keep them clean. Mm-hmm get rid of all the dirt out of them without attaching any, you know, enzymes from your washing detergent, which are going to then act like a snowball and attract more dirt, sweat, and make that a slimy, horrible sensation by the end of a week, especially if you've worn them five days running. Oh, wow. So uh, an enzyme-free washing detergent. Okay, pure soap. Okay, cool. You know what? I didn't even know that. I just kind of (laughs) throw them in the wash. Okay, cool. Very good. You know, like um, a Nick Wax tech wash. Okay. Other brands are available, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) They like. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, So obviously we kind of chat a whole bunch about socks and the technical side of things. Um, But, you know, um, we were joking beforehand, uh, before we started chatting here, about what drew you to to, to Falke. And uh, at one point, you know, turn and said, "Well, <laughs> it was a was a um, a jobs agency." But I'm guessing you you obviously you've enjoyed it. And but now that you've spent some time there, was 15 years? Did you say you've been there? Seven years at Falke. Seven years. Yeah. Seven years. Um, but what what is it that keeps you coming back? What is it that really draws you to the brand and keeps you connected to something because as you kind of said earlier on socks aren't necessarily you know it's not like you're selling ferraris uh you're selling the ferraris of socks see what i did there see what i did there you went for an italian um, brand though phil like a um, well, yeah okay fair <laughs> enough um but um what draws you to continue your passion for working with the brand it's, you know, Falke is a company that, as I say, it's a fashion company and it's been founded on quality, un, 
uncompromising quality. They will not sacrifice quality for price. It's simply a case of they want to make the best product. They want it to be as perfect as possible for people out there to enjoy, wear, and have it last for a long period of time. So there's no negative thoughts. It's simply striving for the best. And, you know, having a product that is high quality, you're not working with returns all the time, you're not having so many problems. And then, you know, acknowledgement of the company that you're doing a good job and, you know, they value you and want you to be part of them. And you requesting to feed back into the company. It's You feel part of the family almost. Probably not a Falca family because they've got a lot more money than I do, but part of the employment <laughs> family. And uh, I mean, I guess obviously these in these COVID times and everything like that, it's uh, difficult for you know you to go and have meetings, etc. But um, when you when you go there, do you get involved in like product ranges and and colors and like that? Because they, they they do have some quite distinctive colors and patterns. I would think. Is that is that a good way of putting it? We have um, quite a lot of input when we have uh, meetings, whether by video, even before COVID or now, you know, have pre-sales meeting or pre-pre-sales meeting calls to have a chat. Which colour is going to be best? Which should we range? We've got seven, we need five. So we've got to drop two. So, you know, we'll all contribute to it and come out with a collective decision that, fingers crossed, is going to work out across all the territories. And um, we... Uh, get asked again to help out. <laughs> and do you find that for your markets, I mean, you look after all of uh, the UK, the and UK. Do you look and and um, are, are there different colors and patterns that work better in other countries that you can share with us? Like, you know, you might find that uh, neon works better in the United States, for example. Do you ever get that information or is it one set of colors for the entire globe? No, you can certainly see um, different colors, patterns work in different areas of the continents that um i mean pretty famously orange is always pretty good in holland um and then the kind of more obscure um what you might always look at a page and say that looks germanic will be successful in germany and europe but not in the uk and yeah it's sometimes it's quite easy to guess other times you just have to kind of let it go and see what it does let it be what it'll be in your current role i mean what, what what do you think is your biggest frustration that or misunderstanding that people might have about um these these types of products you know if you you go to a dinner party and kind of say like, oh you know hey uh you know i'm, I'm adam and I, I work for a sock brand and you go, oh okay cool and you go no 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 no, hold on a second <laughs> what do you think's the the biggest you know the biggest aha moment that you you share with people once once you explain to them what you do I think it's when they, uh, when you tell them just ridiculous facts, like um, on an average day, a working day, the force that goes through your feet can equal a fully loaded cement truck. Really? So, I've... you know, you understand that and you go, oh, actually, my socks and my shoes are kind of having a bit more importance to me now. So um, things like that. And as you mentioned earlier, it's the half a pint of sweat that goes through there as well. All of these things and people start on actually it's quite a complex area and you know when i do store training you can spend an hour hour and a half training socks and maybe 20 minutes on base layer 
Yeah. And it's um, when you have uh, when you have these conversations, with people again, I think there's such a, an interesting uh, what's the word? Um, not not even conversation. It's an insight that I think people such as ourselves who are involved in active, active, um, active, <laughs> active activities um, that, you know, that there's tremendous value, whether you're cycling, whether you're running, whether you're uh, doing a snow sport, even in the summertime of having that layer, that base layer, whether it's for your top, for your bottom uh, to to wick away moisture because ultimately that's kind of what you want. You want to wick that moisture away so you can um, stay stay warm, stay dry, and it works in conjunction with the other products. Um, you know, there's such a uh, misunderstanding to say, "Well, I'll just wear a t-shirt," uh, or "I'll just wear you know this old pair of this old pair of shorts." Um, that an education is such an important thing. So, on the Falco website, um, is there is there information so people can find out more about this sort of thing, or what would what's your suggestion for for people who want to learn more about the benefits of base layers and and everything like that? Um, you can go to the Falco website. There's information there. Um, or Google the layering system, which you know you and I and a lot of other people are familiar with from the inside to out through base layers, mid layers, and jackets, and that will give you a lot of information. And uh, I mean, obviously, the uh, Google is a fantastic resource for all these sorts of things. Um, but when you take a look at all these different products that you have and you work with, because do you work in you work in some of the fashion side of things as well as the snow sports side? Of yes. Do you have a favorite? product or product line doesn't have to be a current one but what's the one that you uh are, are perhaps uh is one of your favorites uh, i think the one i probably wear the most is uh we've got a cozy shoe or a it's like a home lodge pad i think they're called and they're basically slippers for around the house <laughs> okay so every evening they're the kind of go to relax put those on and yeah it's kind of my chill time just at home and it's like an apres ski sock basically and so there's little grips on the bottom or something like yeah. that, is that right? grips on the bottom and, yeah, just like a rolled cuff. You can roll it up if you're a bit colder. Sounds quite sad and old manish. I'm just going to get my pipe out in a minute. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. You can just crack open a beer and watch the football game. It's okay. It's all good. But, yeah, you know, it's um, yeah, they're my, my favourite. And just picking up on your last point, it's, you know, the layering system, learning about everything, going to these best products, it's – Layering is in every sport we see on TV, hear on the radio, do in person. You know, footballers wear base layers. Hockey players, rugby players, they all wear base layers. They all wear socks. They all wear technical underwear. It's something that we all should be thinking about. But as I've said earlier, we don't all know about it because we've never been told. Yeah. I mean, that's part of one of the reasons why I kind of wanted to highlight this is that I think that we can speak so many, so much time about skis and boots. And that's kind of, dare I say, the sexy things of, of what we uh, do and, and uh, enjoy. But really, it's sometimes the, 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 the fundamentals of trying to keep ourselves warm. Uh, so that's kind of one of the reasons I wanted to, to chat to you about all these different things. And um, speaking of TV, um, so uh, a little while ago, if I recall correctly, there was uh, this little show on TV called um, The Jump. And if I recall correctly as well, you made, you made good friends with uh, a, rather important, um, a rather, rather important man. Uh, do you want to let everybody in on your little secret there about uh, who you fit uh, 
Close I, Force? I think Close you're Force? referring to uh, TV's Superman, Dean Kane. I am. I am indeed. Mr. Yeah. Dean Kane. See, I think you um, Superman so how... while I was at school, I think. <laughs> I'm the only Superman on TV while I was at school. It's a pretty cool to meet him, have a photo. I think he even invited us to go for a barbecue in America or something, but, you know, in true polite form, that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> One day just got to knock, show up at his door and kind of knock on You may not, re- well, actually, to be fair, I think he would remember because that was that was uh, quite a, um, um, quite a, uh, a couple of weeks, wasn't there, in Kutai, and they're doing all the, the jumps and everything like that. That was, that was quite, the, quite the time. Um, and uh, yeah, that was that was pretty good. Who, who else have you done anybody uh, done anybody else in terms of kitting out people? Um, well, that you can tell. There was a about. couple of others on uh, the jump as well. Um, they got a few bits of base layer and socks, or in some cases, a sock. You can figure out who that one was. Uh huh. <laughs> um, yeah, and like I say, the footballers, boxers. Um, yeah, quite a few people just take bits and pieces. We've, yeah, kitted out quite a few people, but it's just part of the job. You never really do much about it until I get to do a Spurs player and, you know, I'll have my programs from the Champions League games I've been to in the back of the bag. Sign these, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, Falky being, um, you know, we know about it because it's uh, a high-end product. Uh, it's obviously in some some high end stores as well, um, but they're not a as well known brand out to the general public per se. But at, le- at least here in, in uh, the UK, is do you know is that part of the plan or is it just something that just hasn't been on people's radar? Or what what are your thoughts? I on think that? it's quite a historical thing. You know, in Germany, Falke is from early ages as i understand it's kind of the special sock it's the good sock the best ones and that's what people want to use it's in quite a lot of stores in a big way massive presences and even so in sport now off the back of that yeah it's more of a building trust and working with you know good partners to communicate to their dedicated audiences rather than shouting from the rooftops mm-hmm uh, I mean, like many things, uh, once you tried it a few times, you uh, you become a bit of a bit of a believer. I mean, I, I, you know, I think they make some fantastic socks. I've always enjoyed using them, and always enjoyed using the base layers. Um, but if we take a look at perhaps, uh, you know, you, you've done some cool stuff with uh, uh, TV, and you've done some cool stuff with the um, uh, footballers and everything like that. Is there anything else that's you, that's wild and crazy that you've done that perhaps people don't know about? outside of work um, I did a month's expedition to Pakistan maybe that's, if that's exciting that's cool um, that was my last year at school when did you do that? <laughs> last year at school went to Pakistan for a month wow. climbed some mountains spent time in the northern territories of Pakistan um, interestingly went to a town city um, that was where the Uzi factory was so where they make all the little machine guns so you've got kind of all these guys walking down the street in traditional Pakistani dress, just with a Uzi tucked into their um, rope belt. And uh, I remember the wow. advice from our guide at the time was just don't look anyone in the eyes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can, I can, I, that might be a bit of a culture shock. Um, 
during uh, during COVID, during lockdown, and all these uh, you know difficult times, um, what has been your biggest or most extravagant investment you've made or, or purchase you've made through lockdown? The biggest investment um, time for DIY. <laughs> <laughs> um, whether that was okay. my choice or my wife's, I'm not really sure still. But um, nonetheless, I spent more money on that than I have probably everything else. Okay, so everything's now repainted everything's again. Painted, <laughs> skirted, new doors. You know, um, furlough money didn't allow for much, so I got all my stuff beforehand, thankfully. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, what was probably? Do you have something that you've you've uh, bought that was? Um, the uh, I would say I'm not going to use the term waste of money. Perhaps is the wrong terminology. What was the most um, um, foolish purchase you've made during lockdown? Um, copious amounts of dairy milk when I'm not doing much exercise. <laughs> <laughs> dairy milk, brilliant. I got to keep the Cadbury's factory going. Brilliant. Um, so the uh, a couple last questions for you then. So um, at this time of year, we're coming up to the holiday season. Um, what are you most grateful for right now? Being furloughed, which is going to sound crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I've spent so much time with my uh, little boy who's now 18 months old, which, you know, in a working life, how often do you get that amount of time to spend with your young child, young boy? Or anyone. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you do, you have uh, any Christmas traditions that you're looking forward to to sharing uh, this year? <laughs> um, we have this thing called the present game, <laughs> which obviously it sounds like yeah, everyone has presents, but um, this is as simple as everyone in the family is asked to bring loads of like small gifts wrapped up, like, maximum five pound each one. And you just lump them in a pile in the middle of the room and you all sit around with a dice and you set a timer. And as soon as you, you know, the timer starts, you each take a turn with the dice. And if you roll a six, you get to take a present out the middle. So these could be anything. You know, there's been lottery instant tickets in there, a biro pen, baseball caps, whatever you want to put in it. Um, And once that time's up and you've all got this, you know, and you do that until the pile's gone and then, after that, you set the timer again, and if you roll a six, you get to steal a present from somebody else. So this is very interesting oh, wow. because without being able to see what's inside, you assume that it's a good present, so you become quite protective. Like Granny's putting it under the edge of her skirt or something, or you're trying to hide it somehow, and it gets quite vicious when you're trying to steal people's presents across... <laughs> Uh, say, especially if there's alcohol involved, I imagine it's probably a little bit. There's definitely well. <laughs> alcohol involved. Sometimes alcohol in the presence just to finish you off. <laughs> Brilliant, and um, uh, that's that's quite cool. That's a uh, you know, I'd be interested to hear how it goes this year and if you uh, manage to what gifts you manage to get. Um, so as we look to to kind of wrap things up here a little bit, um, if we uh, take a look at uh, if you were to encapsulate Falky in terms of a sentence or a phrase, uh, the brand essence. What would you? What would that be? Uncompromising quality for everyone. I think that's the way to go. It's you know, as I said earlier on, it's aiming for perfect fit, be it socks, base layer, clothing, 
for everyone to experience and have a long life out of it. Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the great thing when you, though obviously these things do potentially cost a little bit more initially, you don't have to replace them every year, which is fantastic. They should last a exactly. number of years. You, know, you may have heard, the, there's a phrase out there that cheap is expensive because of the repetition yes. of buying yeah. a cheap thing many times in the lifetime of what you could have had, the thing that may be a little bit more expensive or sometimes it might be quite a lot more. Now, I tend to ask, you know, what do you want your snow sport legacy to be? Uh, now, we haven't, though we, we've kind of touched on skiing and ski socks and everything like that. So I, I'm willing to leave that open to you if you want to refer to your snow sport legacy. I mean, we haven't even asked what your perfect day of skiing or, or snow sport. I mean, if you want to throw I that can in, give you maybe, a, quick, but, a perfect um, day, simply put, my favorite okay. ski resort is Maribel. And not far from Maribel is Turin. So if I said, a Champions League football game, Spurs against Juventus in Turin. Then I can just, you know, get back up to Maribel and ski for the rest of the day or vice versa in the morning and then go to the game. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll leave that there. Brilliant. Um, so uh, that's your perfect day. What do you want your uh, snow sport legacy to be? Um, inspiring, helpful. Um, giving people the epiphany of socks do matter. That'd be a good one. <laughs> socks do matter. Socks I like that. Socks. I like that. The joy of socks. That's what I think that's what we call this episode, the joy of socks. Um, and finally, who do you think a legend is uh, of a brand and why? I think that's a, a tough one. I've you know, listened to a few of your podcasts before that um, there's been a few. Um, definitely Shug Scott. Absolute legend, you know, if you want to be cheered up or you want to know something, he's your man. Especially when you turn around and he's air guitaring to ACDC at a ski test. You know, that's a great sight. Um, and if, out of anything, anyone who sells ice. <laughs> any company that so has been founded to sell ice cubes or ice of any form, they are a legend. <laughs> Anybody who's there to, to sell ice and ice yeah, cream is a legend. You go to the okay. co-op and get a bag of party ice. Who is selling bags of ice? You are an absolute hero. You're making <laughs> money out of selling frozen water. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I hadn't really thought of it that way. And I guess I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Cool. Brilliant. Well, um, so if people want to find out more about you, if you want to find out more about Falky, they want to find out more about base layers, all that sort of stuff, how can they find out more? How can they connect with you? How can you they can get find touch? me uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, um, the brand falca.com or again, Instagram, Facebook, all we're pretty easy to find. Cool. And uh, if people want to, uh, Try the products if they want to pick it up. Um, any any suggestions? Can you buy it at falca.com? Or... Falca.com. Uh, give it a Google. Things will come up. There's many retailers in the UK, uh, from department stores through to technical retailers. All right, my friend. Well, I shall leave you to get on and enjoy uh, your time. And thank you very much for spending uh, this hour or so with us. I really enjoyed it. And uh, looking forward to finding out what sort of gifts you get at the party game. And I wonder how many people are going to take up that tradition in, in their, their houses this year. But uh, thank you very much for your time. Really thank appreciate you.
Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Legends of the Brand. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Listen, drop us an email at info at legendsofthebrand.com. That's info at legendsofthebrand.com if you'd like to reach out and get in touch. And make sure to check out the show notes also at all the W's at legendsofthebrand.com. Take care. Have a great day. Bye-bye.